This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. What do you think about dogs running around off-leash wherever their owners see fit? Are you a dog lover who thinks there's no problem with that? Or have you ever been surprised by a large dog jumping on you out of the blue? The City of Toronto is cracking down on owners who let their dogs run outside designated off-leash areas because there's been an increasing number of complaints. Last year, in 2016, there were 1,283 complaints about dogs not being properly leashed, leading to 127 charges. So far this year, there's, there have been 652 complaints leading to 49 charges. The fine for breaking the law is 360 bucks. And I am also very curious about how this law can be enforced. We want to hear from you, as always, the numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. And uh, yes, people get very heated, very emotional about their pets. Right now, we are going to Councillor Sarah Doucette from Ward 13 Parkdale High Park and Councillor Stephen Holliday from Ward 3 Etobicoke Centre. Councillors, welcome. Thank you very much, Libby. Good to be back on your show. Great. Good, af- good afternoon, Libby, and uh, good afternoon to the Zoomers listening. Okay, thank you. Okay, let's uh, start with you, Councillor Holliday. Uh, what do you make of this? I'm, uh, I'm perfectly happy with this because I think about an incident that occurred about a year ago in Etobicoke in Centennial Park, where a senior was out walking uh, a small dachshund, and uh, that that dog was attacked by four large dogs, and it was mauled, and unfortunately that dog lost its life. It was a very sensitive issue, and it was devastating for the owner, and some people think of their pets as children. Uh, Although it's an extreme example, it does illustrate the importance of the bylaw, and I think the bylaw really is common sense. Most owners, just about all owners, comply with it. And if the bylaw enforcement folks feel that they need to be out to speak to people, to remind them about the importance of having dogs on the leash, I certainly support that effort. Mm-hmm. Councillor Doucette? I agree 100% with what Stephen just said, but I think um, we, it's not just enforcement we need to be looking at. We need to be looking at education. We need to change people's habits. Um, I am very fortunate in Etobicoke Community Council area, we have nine off-leash areas. Three of them are in my ward. One of the biggest ones is High Park, and we are constantly getting complaints about dogs running where they should be on leash. And we have many concerns about this, but if we can educate residents and dog owners that the city goes to a big, along in a big extent to build off-leash areas for the dogs, beautiful locations to run, ask them to stay in those areas 
because our parks are for everyone. As our um, you know, municipal licensing enforcement people say, not everyone likes dogs. Some people are scared of dogs. But over the years, as long as I've been a councillor, and I know the same with Council Holiday, we've been trying to add more off-leash areas to appropriate places. So we got to help educate people, change their mindset to keeping within the areas we provide for them. I, I mean... I, I have to say, I am very fortunate. I live in a very park-like area, and uh, a lot of people walk their dogs, even though it's, it's not a park, and some of them have a huge sense of entitlement. Uh, there's a sign there that says, please keep your dog on a leash. Uh, dogs are not necessarily kept on a leash. Uh, I can tell you that uh, my husband was attacked by a dog when he was a very small child and doesn't love them. Uh, I've been, you know, fully dressed up, ready to go somewhere, and I've been jumped on by huge dogs, which scares me too. But it's the attitude of people who do this. They they seem to think they're entitled, and you're a bad person uh, who doesn't like dogs if you don't want a dog off a leash. Well, Libby, um, I think people sometimes forget they are animals at the end of the day, and uh, people can trust their pets to a a tremendous degree, but all it takes is one small incident. I remember when my in-laws had a a Jack Russell Terrier, and my wife and I used to help look after the dog from time to time. He was a wonderful pet. He was a lot of fun. But boy, when he saw a little furry squirrel, his eyes glazed over and he growled and he was off like a jackrabbit after the animal because he was programmed that way genetically. He wasn't behaving badly. That's just what he did. You know, dogs like to chase bicycles and things that move. And it's those situations that co- of conflict that cause these issues in the park. And uh, I think most people have common sense. They know that uh, they need to keep the, log- the, the dogs under control on a leash. But I think sometimes people forget and they need to be reminded. Uh, the other question I have, uh, and we could not get an answer on this uh, from uh, the people responsible for enforcement, is... How how do you enforce this? I mean, I even see there have been charges. I mean, you know, if you're in the park and you're how how do you how does the officer know that the person they're charging is giving them their correct name? Uh, give me some insight into this, please. Well, that is one of the problems. Obviously, again, having a big big park, even our small parks. Our, my small parks are more used by local people. Um, the small parks I have are not allowed to be used by registered dog walkers. Dog walkers can walk up to six dogs. Um, so they're used more by local people. But when you have big parks, um, like High Park, maybe Centennial Park as well, that is one of the problems we do have is being able to identify people. Do they have ID with them or not? Now, remember, every dog should be licensed with the city. So if a dog is licensed, it should be wearing its license tag. So that is one way our enforcement officers can connect the animal to the owner. Um, But this is one of the problems we have that people don't always want to identify themselves. And that is something we have to uh, work around how we can, can how we can solve that problem. I mean, if the dog's off the leash, uh, it, it can have his tags off, too. That is true. Um, so this is, this is some of the problems we are coming across. Uh, so, yes, enforcement does have a, a difficult time to sometimes identify people. You're right. Not everyone wants to identify themselves. 
um, sometimes the police can be involved and the police have more authority. The police can actually um, escort the dog owner with the dog off the property because they are on city property, which could be deemed as private property. So our bylaw officers have different powers than the police. We have often had the police come out and help do blitz because not everyone one wants to identify themselves. Well, that's I, I would I would think that police have better things to do, but they anyway. They do. They really do, but sometimes we do need their help as well. I think, though, what we're going to see in this case is a very uh, customer service type approach with the bylaw officers. Uh, I would expect that they're going to go to places that are busy, and they're going to start with the simple conversation of education to say, are you aware of the bylaw, and, you know, we need you to do this. And I think the vast majority of citizens are, are compliant with the law and sometimes need a reminder. I think it's the extreme cases where the the person may choose to ignore the bylaw officer or might come back the next day without the leash. And if the bylaw officer sees the same person again, well, that's a different circumstance. And that's when they kick into investigation mode and they do what they have to do. Okay. Uh, the phone lines are stacked up with this. Let's go to Margaret in, Margaret in Kitchener. Hi, Margaret. Hi. Uh, one one thing. Um, every time I go out, I've got dogs jumping on me. Mm. Now, aren't they supposed to uh, be trained not to jump? <laughs> well, I, I could say, yes, we'd love every dog to be trained, but not every dog is trained. If well, you are going to have your dog off leash, it doesn't have to be under voice get out control. The sorry, sorry, the dog's go. on a leash, but it's jumping all over me. I yeah. won't even go out anymore. That's how bad it is. Really? So it must be your neighbor's dogs who are uh, doing this. I, Anybody I think, walking? Any dog? Yeah, I don't I think, know. They they think they think I'm not going to pet them, so they jump on me. The bylaw says that the dog has to be kept under control, and I, I guess that becomes to a, a fine point of judgment. But I'm thinking of that Jack Russell that mm-hmm. was in the family for some time, and that dog loved to jump. And I guess the answer is is to have the leash short enough and that buffer zone around people so that. Uh, the dog doesn't get in a situation where they approach another person, a stranger, or another dog, and you want to you want to keep safety in mind. Uh, well, yeah. well, of course, but on the other hand, I, people are supposed to keep in their own space. I don't won't even let uh, people come into my space. And here's this dog jumping all over me. That's uh, I'm very angry at this moment. So uh, when I hang up, I won't listen to any more of it because it's all so much crap with these dogs and these people that uh, think they're entitled to it. So I will say that there's obviously there's a few dog owners who give a bad reputation to all dog owners. I know in our ward there are a few who don't abide by the bylaws and who haven't trained their dog not to jump up. And I think that is uh, is a great shame. And I, I, I'm I very know. sorry uh, for my the, daughter, the fact she that you feel you dog. can't go out. She's yeah. trained it well. Right. Yeah, not that everybody dog, is. I love it because it doesn't jump on me. Yeah. Well, you know, as, as some people, you know, they're just maybe not that good at, at training. Uh, some, and some good, uh, I, I, I got to watch my mouth. I might say something. Okay, we won't let you do that, <laughs> Margaret, but we hear you. Thanks for your call. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Okay, let's go to Ed in Fort Erie. Hello, Ed. Hi there. I hope I haven't got my radio turned up too loud. You have to turn it down. Completely. Okay. Well, um, the dog lovers out there aren't going to love me too much because uh, firsthand I, I, people buy dogs, and sure, there's nothing nicer than a well-trained dog, but 
I would say a biggest percentage of people, they own dogs and they all work and there's nobody looking after them, the biggest percentage of the time. And I, I, I just don't understand why this love affair with dogs is as good as it is. Like the biggest, from firsthand knowledge, like I've lived with dogs and kids and grandkids all my life. And uh, it's just pathetic how they get treated, these dogs. And uh, Well, what do you think about the off-leash? Should they be, do you, the city here is cracking down on dogs off-leash. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, sure, they should be uh, kept on a leash. Like I said, a well-trained dog is really delightful to see, but it's so seldom that it actually happens that it's uh, sad. Okay, Ed, thanks for your call. Let's go to Bob. I just wanted to say, uh, Libby, I think he he raised a very interesting point. You know, as we become a more and more urban city and a vertical city with tall buildings, um, it is becoming more and more difficult to become a dog owner. And that's why, as Councillor Doucette said, the infrastructure for off-leash parks are very important, but also are the rules. And as you get a lot of people collected in one location, we need to make sure that we enforce those rules. They include the poop and scoop rules. They include keeping the dog under control and keeping the dog on a leash and also all of the humane rules that go with dog ownership. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I've got Bob uh, from Etobicoke on the line. Bob, let me just say something before we uh, go to you. And I'm looking out the window. We're in Liberty Village uh, and there is very little green space altogether. And there are a lot of young people who live here, and a lot of them have dogs. And and you kind of wonder, on leash, off leash, there there just isn't enough uh, space for them, you know, to 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 deal with their dogs, to take them for walks. Uh, Bob, you're on the air. Go ahead. Yeah, um, the off leash. Um, I know that some, especially elderly people who have dogs, and and their de- dogs need a little more exercise than these people can actually give them because they can't walk very fast. And we do. I live in Etobicoke, and there is a dog park that has a uh, a fenced in area where people don't go, just dogs off the leash go. But all dogs should have to have either the tag on them or they have to be chipped so that you can identify who they are, but they should also have to have insurance so that your dog has got insurance so that it covers vet bills if it bites another dog, it covers you know medical bills, so the responsible owners. Now, there is a, a device that the owner can put on the dog if they want to let them off the leash and control them. It's a collar, and, and you control a button on it, and if the dog misbehaves, it gives them a bit of a shock, and they'll stop whatever they're doing. And it would protect, so if they were chasing another dog, the owner pushes the button, boom, the dog stops because he knows as you train them. Because a lot of people don't. They just buy a dog. They think it's uh, like a car or a ride in a bicycle. It's not like that. Well, exactly. But- exactly. I think the uh, devices that you're referring to are quite controversial, but uh, yeah, every dog should be should be licensed, and that insurance is a good idea. Bob, thanks for your call. Thank you.
Uh, Libby, can I just add something about all our our city as it's growing and the lack of green space? Yes. One of the things we are doing in Ward 13, we do have a fair amount of development coming in. We are asking the developers to provide off-leash areas on their property. So if people are buying into their condominiums, renting it from their apartments and have a dog, there's actually a location on site because the other problem we're finding with somewhere like High Park, we have so many people bringing their dogs because it's a destination park. Dog walkers can be allowed there. We are getting to the point where we're saying how many dogs can we actually accommodate? How many people walking their dogs can we actually accommodate? So our big new developments have to provide off-leash areas for the dogs living on their property. That's um, that's interesting. I mean, you know, uh, a lot of people are asking the question, how many dogs can we accommodate altogether in the city? Because the uh, ecological footprint is uh, very high. Uh, but anyway, let's go to Bill in Toronto. Hi, Bill. Development. Uh, we're so busy making this... Uh, Hello, we didn't, I didn't hear you. Can you start again? Yeah, we're so busy. Development, we're so busy making Toronto a world-class place. We're beginning to make it unlivable. Here's my uh, thing. You know, dog walkers, I spend 25 hours a week walking my dog down in the valley, different parts of Toronto. Dog walkers are the most responsible, most courteous, most decent. They take care of their animals. They pick up after them 99%. And this is who you choose to attack? It's bloody ridiculous. I've contacted the police. I have to give a bylaw officer zero information, and that's what I intend to do. You build these dog parks, my dog's been attacked twice, not off-leash down in the valley. He's been attacked in the dog parks. You get these small dog parks that are like half the size of a little baseball field, and you're crowding 30 dogs in there. What good can come of that? Okay, uh, Bill, uh, we hear you, and uh, let the councillors respond. So, again, the problem we have is um, where can we put off-leash dogs, dog areas that fit into the bylaw and the new criteria which came in 2010? Um, the criteria which came in in 2010 says that we can't put off-leash areas near sporting fields, stadiums, ice rinks, um, toboggan hills, near residential houses. So we do have criteria where we can put off-leash areas. And I have residents coming to me quite frequently saying we need more off-leash areas. We've looked at all the open space we have in Ward 13, and there is no new location we can find for off-leash areas. As I say, we have three out of the nine in Etobicoke, so we do need the city to continue looking at areas for off-leash. But majority of our parks, as I'm sure Stephen will agree, are for everyone. Well, it's yeah. very difficult to designate a certain size of a park just for off-leash dogs when you've got families who want to have picnics, kick, kick a soccer ball around and those sort of activities. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I do uh, understand the uh, caller's frustration, but I think... Oh, yeah. I think that that's part of it. They, you know, what about this problem of, you know, some dogs being attacked in in those off leash areas, and then then the owner says, "Well, I'm I'm going to take them off leash in a, yeah. in another area that's not designated, and I'm well, and I'm going to flout the law." Yeah, I, I don't understand. Uh, 
you know, the, the caller, I think, falls in the category of the vast majority of citizens that, that behave well, but I don't know, maybe he would change his opinion if one of those dogs that were off a leash attacked his because that owner wasn't acting responsibly. And I think it's those, that minority group of people that are misbehaving that are giving all dog owners a bad name. And we know, and I know, that, that most people take care, but mm-hmm. we do have to enforce the law and we have to avoid these incidents from occurring. Uh, okay, uh, let's go to Joan in Oshawa. Hi, Joan. Hi, how are you today? Fine, how are you? Great. Oh, not too bad, but boy, this is one hot topic. Yep, <laughs> yep. Um, <clears throat> I have small dogs. And I notice when I go out, um, usually I don't have too much of a problem when walking the dog or dogs. Um, But when I go to an area where there are multiple dogs, um, it could be um, um, a park um, where there isn't any off-leash or um, some kind of uh, dog festival or that. I always take my little one and I put it in a dog stroller. A <laughs> dog stroller. Yeah, because a couple of times um, my little one has been um, charged by a bigger dog. One was a Springer Spaniel. My my dog only weighs about seven pounds. Yeah, I mean, if you have a little dog, uh, you've got to be careful. Well, that's the thing. Another time it was... Uh, a great Dane. I, I don't think he, you know, I don't think it meant to do any harm. I think it was just feisty, but it scared the bejapers out out of the dog, out of mine. You know, I think what needs to be happening too is I, I think dog owners, um, if they want to take their dogs to an off leash leash park, which I've got a bit of a problem with because not all dogs are friendly or amicable. You know what I mean? Uh, but I think the owners need to be trained. That's for yeah, sure. That's, uh, <laughs> train the owners and don't have to train the dogs then. Yeah. Okay. No, well, that's the thing. The owner definitely needs to be trained. Um, when I started, before I got my dogs, I got all kinds of books on dog training, dog behavior, etc., etc. And uh, mine are, are beautiful. I could take one of my dogs into a theater and nobody would know it was there. <laughs> Okay, well, Joan, <laughs> I think that's a good solution. Need to train some of the owners. Yes, definitely, Thanks. because, I mean, it, it, it sounds funny to some people, but it's the owners that handle the dogs. Mm-hmm. And if the owners aren't trained to do what the dog needs to be trained to do, then how is the dog going to know? Well, exactly. Thanks for your call, Joan. Uh, now we're going to hear from uh, Mary Jane and Markham. Hello. Hello, how are you? Fine. Anyway, you have a... I'm very pro-dog. Uh, I I have a dog of my own. I'd just like to know, uh, do people train their kids to pick up their garbage? Uh, you, all these they people should. Are saying, they should. <laughs> Some and of they're all saying about stooping and scooping. And I agree with the lady that says it's not the dog's fault, it's the owner's fault. Mm-hmm. I get jumped on by children in malls when I go there. You do? I do. because the Jumped kids on? Pardon me? You get jumped on? Is that because they are, they are curious about loose. your dog? They're running. No, the kids. Oh, they're running. The kids I, are running around the mall like it's a playground. I don't see my dog doesn't run around the mall. <laughs> and I, my dog is always on a leash because there are several dogs that are considered runners. 
And basically, when there is a problem like uh, uh, an earthquake or a fire, who do they send in? The dogs. Do they send in the people to go dig in the holes? So people that criticize dogs, it's the owner. And a lady who walks out her door and allows someone to let the dog jump on her is, <laughs> I don't understand that at all, because I'm sure an owner doesn't stand there and say, okay, puppy, jump on that lady. She just walked out the door. This is, they're all just, I don't know. I'm very pro-dog, and that's what I have to say, and I think they're marvelous. I would much rather deal with my dog than deal with people. Okay. Thank you for your show. Thank you. I agree with the caller. I I think she raised a a great point that any, you know, pet owner and, frankly, any parent knows that when there's kind of an order and a routine in the household, their, their, their life is better. Um, their lifestyle is better and the stress is lower. And so if you have a well-trained dog um, and a dog that you understand and know how to handle, um, when you go for a walk, it's it's a much more leisurely adventure rather than uh, constantly being under stress that the animal's going to bolt or the animal's going to get into trouble or, or disrupt something or get in a conflict with another dog. And, you know, I, I haven't owned a dog, but as I mentioned earlier in the show, I, I've helped take care of one before. And, and that's it took a little while for me to get used to the pet and understand how he worked. And uh, by the end of it, it was a much more pleasant experience when we went out. Mm. So I, I did grow up with dogs. We always had dogs. Um, mind you, I lived in England. I could open my back gate and I had an acre field for my dog to run in. But we took it for walks once a week and it was fantastic. Once I moved to Canada, I haven't had a dog because I feel that the hours I work and the hours my husband works wouldn't be fair to a dog. But I do have lots of friends who have dogs who work fairly long hours, but they do have dog walkers who come in twice a day to take their dogs for a walk. So there are now ways of having a dog even if you are a busy person. But I do agree with everyone that it's not the dog's fault. It does go back to the few owners who haven't trained their dog and aren't responsible. But 99.9% of dog owners are responsible and do abide by the rules. Okay, uh, let's try to get a few more calls in. Lucy in Etobicoke. Hi, Lucy. Oh, hi. I have an observation to make. These nine off-leash parks that are in Etobicoke, a lot of them are not really suitable. I mean, most of them, well are just a dirt rectangle with a fence around it, which is really good for dogs that are just uh, just love to chase a ball, and that's all they're interested in doing. Now, I have two dogs, and they have no interest in chasing balls. They like to sniff, and they like to explore. And these rectangles are useless to them. They're bored in there. There's nothing for them to do. So that's why we like going to parks because there's bushes and there's nooks and crannies. And um, and do you, do you let them off the leash in those areas? I do sometimes. I admit I do. Um, usually, uh, if there's nobody else around, that's when I, if there's people around, then I don't because I don't want to and can't afford to pay the fine. Okay, well, counselors, let's just say, what, what, what do you think of that? Somebody who says, well, I only do it sometimes. That's quite difficult because you don't know when someone's going to appear. Yeah, um, I know. And as soon as somebody appears, I get them on leash right away. So, yeah. But anyway, I have a possible solution. I think it's time for some out-of-the-box thinking. Now, you're saying there's no space to make new... Um, 
dog parks, and I, I understand that. But how about thinking along different lines? Like, what, what if we make two days a week, every park in Toronto, two days a week is an off-leash park. People who have problems with dogs know, say Tuesdays and Thursdays, they're off-leash, we're not going to go there. Um, they still have five days that they can use the park for picnicking and whatever, the weekends especially. But if we know, and, and it also okay, helps Lucy, with the concentration of the dogs. Okay, Lucy, thanks for your call. We'll run that by the counselors. Uh, we only have a few minutes left. Uh, first of all, uh, you see, I, I, I think that underscores a problem because you have somebody who sounds responsible and who says, well, I'm going to bend the rules mm-hmm. to suit me. And mm-hmm. if a lot of people do that, you end up with a problem. Well, just as an example, um, Toronto District School Board has a policy, no dogs on their property. Um, what we are hearing is that dog owners will go and run their dogs on school property. They run them in tennis courts That's right. um, because there's an cl- enclosed area, thinking that it's okay running them because there's no one playing on the courts or no one on the playing field. The problem is you still have this very, very small number of owners who don't pick up after their dog because the dog is on a large playing field and therefore they can't always see where the dog does what the dog does. And if a child or another person does come down onto the field, if that dog isn't under control, we have had children bitten. And it's just a small number of owners who don't abide by the rules, who don't seem to have control of their dogs, which cause a bigger problem for everyone. Well, it's just like a car speeding down a road. If there's nobody uh, else driving along the road and you're driving too fast, you know, some people will say, well, who cares? But accidents do happen and that's why we put the bylaws in place and they they seem quite reasonable they ask people to keep their dogs in control and on a leash when they're out in public just to avoid those type of situations i think the caller did bring up an interesting public policy question it's about converting park space which is available to everybody into something that isn't anymore available to everybody but to a select group. Well, yeah, it, it, people policy questions. Yeah, people p- people pay the taxes and people who don't have dogs might object to that. That's right. That's the challenge we've got is is making something specialized for one group and how do you balance all that out? There is a process and it is not an easy one. Okay, uh, I'm sorry to say that we're out of time on this people free for all friday is coming up and we can continue this conversation counselors sarah Doucette and stephen holiday thank you so much for joining us and uh, i bet we're going to revisit this again because clearly this is something that people care about you're listening to an exclusive podcast of fight back on zoomer radio heard weekdays from noon to one you're listening to an exclusive podcast of fight back on zoomer radio Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.